Breaking news edition of Locked On Pelicans, Stan Van Gundy out as head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. What went down? How did this end up happening? Where do the Pelicans go from here? Let's break it all down in this, I don't know, emergency edition of Locked On Pelicans. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so breaking news edition of Locked on Pelicans. Stan Van Gundy out as head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. And look, I'll be honest, I'm recording this a couple of days before the news breaks. I'm actually going to be out of town this coming weekend, so I don't know when it's breaking. I don't necessarily know who's breaking it, though I would guess Woj. And I don't know what the reasons the Pelicans are saying that Stan Van Gundy is no longer the head coach for. I think they're going to spin this a certain way. David Griffin will have had or will be having a press conference by the time you might be listening to this or if you're listening in the immediate reaction um, and aftermath of the announcement, I do think they'll be having one to kind of go in more in depth in this. I think this is going to be painted as kind of a bit of a mutual parting of ways and probably has to do with something around Stan Van Gundy's health, maybe losing the passion for this, basically trying to kind of make no one look as bad as possible, I think. And for everyone to kind of walk away from something like this, still having a lot of their reputation intact. But behind the scenes on some of this stuff, I think there was an understanding from both sides that this wasn't really a fit. This wasn't, this clearly wasn't the right hire with the Pelicans having a disappointing season with the defense never getting set, not able to get the 10th seed. I mean, the team was 31 and 41. You have Zion, who was an all-star this past year, B.I., who was an all-star a year before and put up the same numbers as that. And it just didn't ever come together. And we'd heard some rumors that the, co- uh, the players were not really vibing to a certain degree with the coaching staff. So when you break it all down, as I'm like struggling to record all of this here, uh, um, you you get it where it's just probably the right move to rip the Band-Aid off. You know, from Stan's perspective, I think this year kind of wore on him a whole lot more than what he was expecting. Coaching basically a game every other day, not having a training camp or a period of time to really get to know your players, you know, build strong relationships with them, install some of the things you want and a losing season grading on some of the players and them just being young and at times immature and not committed on the defensive side of the ball. I think they kind of looked at this and just he doesn't want to do this anymore. Maybe lost a bit of the passion for it and basically just said, screw this. I don't want to kind of deal with it anymore. And frankly, it probably wasn't healthy for him given everything. And in the middle of a pandemic, it's not great. And I think the front office looks at this and goes, we probably made a mistake. David Griffin's not going to want to admit that, I don't think, but certainly, clearly, this was not the right hire. If the players didn't end up really vibing with Stan Van Gundy, I think that is a big sign of things. The defense, while it improved over the course of the season, never really came together. And again, the team disappointed. Stan also you know, for valid criticism of him, didn't do a great job this year. How many times did he not get Zion into a game in the final five minutes until too late? He's the guy that's going to give the team the best chance to win. And so when you saw things like that, some bad rotations and over-reliance on Eric Bledsoe, who was just flat out bad this year, I think the front office 
just decided to rip the Band-Aid off and they're going to spin this as whatever way it is. But frankly, it's probably, honestly, a mutual parting. Stan doesn't want to do this anymore. The team probably thinks he's not the right head coach or the the front office thinks he's not the right head coach for the team. You may as well move on. Similar to what the, the decision the Indiana Pacers had to make with Nate Bjorkgren. So from that perspective, I think this is the right move. I do. I thought Stan Van Gundy at the time was the right hire, but I think in hindsight, we can clearly see, and look, I get the benefit of that, right? That this was not what the Pelicans should have been doing and was or it wasn't the move that the Pelicans should have made. So if that means you've just got to rip the Band-Aid off and kind of take the lumps right now on it, it's for the better. And so that's ultimately what I think happened here in New Orleans and why Stan Van Gundy, however they're spinning it and whoever broke it, again, I'm recording this early and I've got a couple of other podcasts early because I'm at a bachelor party this weekend, um, talking about this sort of stuff and then looking at some of the names going forward. So we'll be covering that here on Locked On Pelicans. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you can stay up to date with everything going on with the now head coaching vacancy for the Pelicans and where they might go from here. So coming up next on the episode, let's look at some of the good things Stan Van Gundy did though, right? Like it wasn't all bad here and we'll break that down next on Locked On Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you're in. You can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. And I host rooms every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. The next one, you're probably going to want to be in on because I think we're going to have a whole lot to talk about. So look, download the app. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations about all things NBA and the Pelicans. You're going to find fans just like yourself in there for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest news and rumors out there. Plus, you got a chance to chat with me on Locked On Pelicans and even be featured in the show that you listen to every single day. Again, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. I host a room once a week. So go download the free Locker Room app currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me. It's at Nola Jake to be notified when my room goes live. Again, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on if this was a good move for the Pelicans, if they should have tried to ride it out more with Dan Van Gundy, and who you want them to hire next to be the head coach for Zion and the rest of this team. I will see you there in my room at Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, continuing to react to the breaking news here of Stan Van Gundy, no longer the Pelicans head coach. Again, I don't know how this is being spun. Is this really a firing? Is this just a mutual parting of ways? Are they saying it's for medical reasons? I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't matter. This wasn't a fit. They needed to move on from him. And in hindsight, it was a mistake by David Griffin to hire Stan Van Gundy. We didn't know it at the time, necessarily. Some people, I know some of you on Twitter are going to claim that you did. Um, and look, you were certainly validated in thinking and feeling that way. So given all of that, Stan wasn't all bad. There was something that he did that was really, really good for this team, and that is the Point Zion experience. And I did a show on this breaking down Zion Williamson's season recently, uh, talking about all, all the Point Zion things, and it just showed you how you need to build this team around him. And David Griffin had said in his end-of-season media availability that of all of the coaches they interviewed, 10-plus coaches, Stan Van Gundy was the only one that identified Zion Williamson as a guy who could be a primary ball handler or like a high-end secondary ball handler for this team and create the offense. And it worked. 
You know, we've seen teams kind of scheme him out, double him, deny him getting the ball through entry passes or whatever. And Stan realized if you get him the ball at the top of the three point line, at the top of the key, at the free, uh, at the free throw line, you know what? It forces defenses to kind of account for him and you can't scheme him out when he's bringing the ball up the court. That was a really big thing. You saw the Pelicans offense take off when Zion stepped in as kind of that point Zion primary ball handler role, the point guard for the team. You saw his touches go up per game. He's the best guy on the team to try and score. You may as well get him the ball more and Stan found a way to make that a reality. But at the flip side, I think kind of the grindy practices that he had, the constantly calling the team out in post-game media availability and things like that, really rubbed players the wrong way. They weren't really expecting this. And maybe it was a bit of a culture shock coming from Alvin Gentry, who was kind of like the cool uncle, right? The guy that didn't really spend a whole lot of time practicing, drilling down or doing things like that, and was maybe a bit more of a player's kind of coach than a guy that's more of a disciplinarian in Stan Van Gundy stepping in. And maybe it was a shock to the system. You could argue it was a shock to the system that the team needed, but clearly they didn't respond to it well, and you saw the end product out there on the court. 10 games under 500 and not even able to get the 10th seed in the Western Conference. It's not a particularly high bar to clear, but the Pelicans didn't manage to clear it. That's not a recipe for success, and it could have led to a lot of worse things happening if you know he was here next season. The Pelicans' defense, by the way, 22nd out of 30th, according to Basketball-Reference, while the offense was in the top half of the league. So they need to clearly improve on certain things. But look, Stan was not given maybe the fairest hand in some of this. Shortened season to do all of this, making it hard to coach. And look, they're, the players here are just as culpable as Stan Van Gundy was for the disappointing season that we saw in New Orleans. Brandon Ingram didn't do a whole lot on defense all year long. You need him to step up on that. And there were a couple of times when he wasn't really there offensively for the team either. That's not necessarily a Stan Van Gundy thing. So many of these guys just did not commit on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, you've got to get a coach that motivates them and reaches them, but at a certain point, they're professionals too, and they just need to commit to that side of the ball, and they did not this year. Probably influenced some of Stan Van Gundy wanting to leave and not having to deal with such a young team. It's not probably. It did. Um, So those are kind of all of the factors that went into the disappointing year that the Pelicans had with all of this. So again, it's why it's a mutual parting of ways, but there was some good that he did. And I think that's an important thing to really look at um, and kind of keep in mind when it comes to evaluating his one-year tenure here in New Orleans. And, you know, don't forget, he was a very influential coach and is one of the main reasons why so many teams shoot all these threes in the NBA today. But I think the game, to some degree, passed him by a little bit, or maybe he lost his passion for coaching. And that's why I'm going to probably, despite how the team is kind of saying all of this stuff, just going to say that... This is a mutual parting of ways. I think everyone doesn't really want to do anything like this um, with him anymore. So we'll see where the Pelicans go from now. And that's what we'll talk about next coming up here on the Locked On Emergency Edition of Locked On Pelicans podcast. But before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action over at betonline.ag. Plus, you can get all the latest news for basically every single sport, uh, whether it's MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. You can get it right there. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great news, the sign-up bonuses to make your money go even further, and contest information. You're a pretty smart dude. 
or lady, you know sports. You can win these contests and build your bankroll. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are into the playoffs now and you want to make these a little bit more interesting. So head to the website using your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On over at BetOnline. Again, that's promo code Locked On over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. You don't want to try and buy a car right now. Prices are sky high. You're paying sticker price, if not more, because so many dealers are marking it up. And don't even think about trying to look at a used car because value is not there. You got to keep your car on the road. So repair and maintain it yourself. You're going to save a whole lot of money that way. And the best way to save even more money is by going to rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and they are always reliably low. It's a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you could want, engine control modules, brake parts, brake pads, motor oil, transmission fluid, whatever it is you might need for your classic or daily driver, you can get it in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I use this for everything. I work on my cars myself. I found I needed a new compressor for an old car from 1976 that I have. It was $120 on rockauto.com. It was $360 at one of the chain stores. It saved me so much money by just checking their catalog, which is unique and really easy to navigate. So the prices at rockauto.com are always reliable low. Same for, for, for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so continuing to talk about the Pelicans parting ways in whatever capacity it is. Again, I'm recording this days ahead of time. Um, in the, Stan Van Gundy is no longer the head coach of the team. So what's next? That's the big question, right? Like, who do you trust to be the head coach for Zion Williamson and hopefully lead him to success in the playoffs and maybe not upset him? We've heard some stuff going on with Luka and Dallas. You want to avoid a situation like that. You don't really want a boogie kind of situation, too, where he had a basically a different head coach every single year he was in the league. Zion's on that path right now. That's not a great thing. You want some degree of continuity, maybe not with the players, but with the coaching staff. And now with the Pelicans have to get this hire right. The Stanley Gunning one didn't work out. You've got to get this one right. My initial guess, and I'm sure we'll start to hear Jason Kidd's name and all these other names rumored for the for the mix here, is they're going to go the opposite of Stan Van Gundy. Usually when you fire someone, or part ways with someone, I should say, you go in the opposite direction. And clearly, the disciplinarian style of Stan Van Gundy didn't really work and vibe with the players. And I think you... It, need to learn from that and not do the exact same thing that led to a lot of discontent to some degree, right? I think some of it's overblown, but there was some discontent in the locker room. So you need to go the opposite direction of that. So I look at a guy who is one of those assistants that's up and coming that seems to have had really good relationships with players in the past. A name like David Vanterpool jumps to mind. Maybe Jason Kidd's in the mix or Chauncey Billups is in the mix due to their reputations around the league, but I don't think you go most likely with another retread head coach. I don't, at least my gut reaction is I don't see a name like Terry Stotts really in the running for this, even if I think he could do a really good job. If Nate McMillan is not retained by the Atlanta Hawks, and we'll see how that all plays out, and I'm expecting he would be, maybe they look at a guy like him, but I don't think so. 
I think they need someone that just honestly vibes with the players a little bit more. Vanterpool is the immediate name that jumps to my mind when it comes to all of this, but you'll see the usual names in there. But usually when you have a situation like this where it clearly didn't work out, you want to go in a different direction. And the Pelicans have that opportunity rather than kind of being stuck with Stan Van Gundy a whole lot longer and can have at least realized this, rip the Band-Aid off, and go in the direction that you really need to. I think you need someone that is an excellent communicator and someone that can connect with the players. You can bring in a bright basketball mind, but that doesn't always work. Look at the Indiana Pacers with Nate Bjorkren. He's smart dude, comes from that Nick Nurse style of things, but just rubbed players the wrong way, rubbed others in that organization the wrong way, and there's so much more to being a head coach than the X's and O's than the, you know, in-game management, the rotations, the timeouts. It's about connecting with people, you know, getting their buy-in and all of that, and you need someone that has a bit of a reputation when it comes to that. So I'd be looking at these up-and-coming assistant coaches around the league that really seem to have made those connections with big-name players and gotten them to try. I was big on David Vanderpool. You're going to hear me hammer this name across, across, across. And guys that kind of have those traits, you, you shouldn't try and import a culture. You saw, again, the Pacers are a really good example of this. Importing that Toronto Raptors culture to the team didn't really work, right? We've heard a lot about the heat culture, but that doesn't mean you should necessarily bring Dan Craig in and expect what works there in Miami to work here in New Orleans. And at the very least, you're going to need to see the Pelicans really do their due diligence on every single person that they speak to, because this is about as critical of a hire as you ever are going to see in the NBA. The stakes are unbelievably high. Zion is going to be up for an extension after this season. If he's not feeling it, does that change things? I've talked a lot about this on Locked On Pelicans. Could he take actually the qualifying offer instead of signing that rookie mini max extension, whatever you want to call it? I do think those things are up in the air right now, and this puts even more pressure on the front office and David Griffin to get it right. And of course, we're going to be covering all of that here on the Locked On Pelicans podcast. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Give me a follow on Twitter if you don't already at Nola Jake. We're here five days a week. We're going to be breaking this down from every single angle. Don't forget, check out the podcast. I'm going to have that's looking at head coaching candidates who might the Pelicans hire who would be a good hire based on the intel we're getting from the team we're going to be breaking it all down on the Locked On Pelicans podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day